darlings. And on today's episode of Free of Fur Jewelry, we are so honored to have our guest, Princella the Queen Maker. Yay! Yay! We're so excited, <laughs> Princella. Um, like I said, we are so excited to have you here today. Um, we've seen you all over social media, on YouTube. You are a force. You are taking feminism and and female empowerment to a whole nother level. And we're just excited. What I I want to know, like, can you tell our Free of Fear Full of Joy people, our viewers, more about yourself if they haven't seen you, which I'm sure they have? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I'm originally from Shreveport, Louisiana, and but I live in Texas. I've been in Houston for 12 years now. Mm -hmm. And um, I started my journey not originally on uh, women's empowerment. It was really just an enlightenment journey, and it all started uh, with pro-Black consciousness, mm -hmm. right? And as I delved further into that, um, there started to be some things revealed to me in that movement that let me know that um, the issues that everybody's focusing on is not is not true. Um, so it, my enlightenment going towards women's empowerment started with me seeing the inconsistencies in the pro-black movement itself. Mm -hmm. um, I have a background in cell and molecular biology. Um, I went to school at uh, Louisiana State University in Shreveport for that concentration. And I also spent eight years in the military getting my commission uh, in there while I was there. I've spent uh, three and a half years selling cars, but I've been in the sales industry for over uh, 10 years, uh, including all of the positions that I've ever held in sales and customer service. So I learned a lot about human behavior through sales. I learned a lot about leadership through the military, and I learned a lot about men in general from working in these male-dominated industries and having relationships with them and being a tomboy mm -hmm. and having them as most comprised of most of my friends, uh, friendships. So I learned a lot about men that really led me to want to enlighten women about their true position on this planet. It's very true. I worked in sales for years, but luxury sales, Chanel, Dior, mm -hmm. and you learn a lot about people when you are in that environment. You have to learn their body language. You have to know the people who are serious and the people who are not. And you can't judge them by what they're wearing. You have to judge them by how they interact with you. So I'm, I'm, I understand that aspect. I'm, I am also a person who follows that sort of mind process and I, my intuition with people. But um, that is a very extensive background and you are, you know, very well qualified to, to take on female empowerment. And with that said, so we had the pleasure of finishing the five components of love yes. and full honesty, we made it probably halfway plus through the, the game. game, 41 Shades. We tried our best to get through it for this very interview, but we're excited to continue the book and this conversation. But with that said, we are so curious with what your process is when you're doing your research and, and uh, as you continue to develop your written form. Yes. Okay. So in terms of research, we have to understand that science is about observation and analyzing 
everything that's around you without uh, human interference. Because what you see uh, and how you test response to stimuli is really just put the stimulus Mm -hmm. in front of them and then let's see what happens, right? Mm -hmm. And so throughout all of my life, one thing I understand is that every problem has a solution. And when it comes Mm -hmm. to women, I noticed that women have done everything in their power to have good relationships with men. They fixed everything and they still get the same results all over the world. That means that the solution or the proposed solution for this obvious problem is not it. There must be another, there there must be something else because every problem has a solution. And so what I understood is that a lot of people, they look at the world in a vacuum. They look at the world in uh, isolation in terms of uh, specialty or genre. Nobody actually connects the dots to life standing on any fundamental principle. So what so, I started to realize is that all of the information that I have ever come across, it all connects. So a lot of people don't understand how I could have a background in cell and molecular biology. Then my career path jumped into military and then I ended up being in sales. And none of this stuff on the surface looks like it matches, but it all does match, right? Especially when we're talking about human behavior, the more information that you come across, the more you can see the patterns in life. So I started to see the patterns of how everything works and how it all connects with each other. And I realized that the average human does not think like that. And they also don't see the world that way. So um, they don't realize that in order to be successful in any field, it's all about psychology and human behavior. Because if you don't know your customer, then you don't know how to sell them on anything. So Princella, what are some of the solutions that you think that women should have? Like, since they're repeating this insane behavior of doing the same thing with men over and over again and getting the same results, what is a solution that you have come up with through your studies that women should start using as a regular mindset? Oh, it's real simple. Okay. Start start knowing and stop believing. Everybody's okay. problem, mm-hmm. everybody's problem is they believe stuff and they don't know. So women don't know men. They don't know their thinking patterns. They don't know their behavior. They don't know anything about men, but they do believe a whole lot of stuff about men that ain't true. And they live their lives based on these belief systems that are fundamental lies. So in the five components of love. Where should women start? Where should they start with their, their, um, to change their patterns, to understand how men think? Because you run through the five components of love and uh, some of them overlap, but they mm-hmm. are important. But if you don't understand the nuances of them, um, as a woman, you don't understand that they are different. Um, like when you talk about um, one of the components of love being sacrifice, versus, um, you know, being, living for someone like sacrifice and living for someone are completely different things, different things. So I don't think that some women would understand the difference like of 
um, the example you gave of your grandfather and your grandmother and how he stepped in front of her to save her life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think that some people might be taking that literally. I think, I think most people don't understand what I'm saying, you know, because people, people think they know something that they don't know because they've been introduced to something before. Mm -hmm. So because they have heard the, they've heard the word sacrifice, or they've heard these things, they are leaning on their own understanding mm -hmm. of these things because they have been, they've been, they're familiar with it. Mm -hmm. But just because you're familiar with something doesn't mean that you know something, right? Right. We can know people, we can be connected to people all our lives and don't know them, don't right. know the deep, dark secrets behind their behavior. So the thing about this is let's just <clears throat> start at the beginning because it doesn't start with the five components. It starts with the foundation of life, period. There and what are those foundations? None. What are the foundations? Oh. Well, let's let's just go back and understand that principle is a truth that spans across all all information, all subject matter, everything. So that foundation solidly in truth. So here's the thing. There is nothing that you can think of in this world that's not built off of a system or a structure. Okay. Right. That because is everything is a microcosm of a macrocosm. Mm -hmm. And so here's the first thing that I found out is a problem. Everything in this life has a system and a structure to it, except the most important thing that people base their whole life off of, love. Oh. Mm -hmm. Your job, how you run your house, mm -hmm. a sale, an atom, a schooling system, mm -hmm. everything in the world has some structure to it except for the concept called love that everybody bases their whole life on. Sure. That's your first problem. Mm -hmm. And that's where I realized that, hmm, love ain't just a feeling. It's not just a feeling. It's not some simple emotion. But everybody in the world has assumed that it is. And everybody has their own definition of word of, of love, which tells you that's a problem in and of itself. Right. Because if, if there's a trillion different definitions, wouldn't you expect miscommunication? Yeah. God, Especially if you're God basing is, things off of emotion and you're not basing it off of a system. Right. And, and so love, contrary to what everybody thinks, is also structured just like everything else in the planet, in the, in, in the galaxy. Right. Sarah, Everything has you, a structure to it. Did you have a question, Sarah? Well, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is where this is where uh, Jahari and I have an inside joke where we're like, say, fuck the mm -hmm. cards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because we're very free form consciousness. And then yes. I get so overwhelmed with nerves that I start going crazy. So right. I, um, with that said, uh, this is there's no segue to this. Um, do you believe your ideology transcends to white women? Yes, because here's the th truth is not truth only if yeah. it's black women. Right. No, truth is truth regardless. And I'm not someone who uh, subscribes to the philosophy of racism. OK, so um, racism is a philosophical practice is not real, right? It's not 
a human thing. So anything ending in ism, mm-hmm. ISM, mm-hmm. it's a system that has built, been built around a philosophical practice. And philosophies come out of the minds of humans. They're not biological. Right. right. So, um, so when it comes to concepts of the mind, it, those things don't have a color on it. It doesn't have an ethnicity on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So all of these concepts affect everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. And so based on what you believe, if you accept the philosophy of racism, this is when you become an ist. Right. Mm-hmm. You are a follower of somebody else's ideas mm-hmm. because that's what a philosophy is, a system of ideas. Right. So who are these ideas coming from? They come from men. And the nature of a man is to divide and conquer. So all of their philosophical practices will be rooted in some form of division right? Mm-hmm. and isolation of people. And I don't roll on philosophies that promote uh, division mm-hmm. in those ways because love is a concept that any human can aspire to achieve. But you're not naturally at a state where you're operating from love because love is not a feeling. So what do you say to people who are against your message? Because I've watched you take down some titans and it just makes me giggle <laughs> when you mm-hmm. take down these ru- these rooms of misogynistic men mm-hmm. and they have, you know, a bunch of, you know, sycophant women because Sarah and I watched that. I think it, what was it? Uh, Fast and Fresh. What are they called? Fit and Fresh. Fresh and Fit. Like, fresh yeah, and yeah, Fit. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. honey. I love that takedown. I love that takedown. So what is what message would you give those women who are sitting in the room who are just sitting there like do you know, deers and headlights? They are being having this tidal wave wash over them, which is you, but they've been so indoctrinated by this misogyny and the patriarchy. So what message do you have for women like that that have no idea that the principles that you're talking about are, you know, are philosophies that come out of the minds of men is well, it hard to to you know take them out of that stockholm well the thing is you can lead a horse to water you can't you can't make them drink it mm-hmm. my job is not to force women right to see anything my job is to put the message out there and when the creator leads that woman to her own safe safety she'll be leading her to me okay right? but i don't go to women and try to make them get something that they don't want to get. Mm-hmm. You got to want a whole new life and a whole new understanding and perspective mm-hmm. to come see me, right? Mm-hmm. So um, my job is to put the information out there, make it attractive and appealing, uh, and use my understanding of sales and marketing mm-hmm. to get the, to let the women know that there is a message out here mm-hmm. for you. And if you so resonate to come over here and listen, if you just sit down and listen, I promise your mind will be changed a great deal. So you plant seeds and and I the seeds you're planting and watering are starting to turn into saplings and so forth. But mm-hmm. one of my favorite anecdotes from your High Power po- podcast is the queen, mm-hmm. indentured servant, slave and concubine. That blew yes. my mind because like I, I have my own thought processes about that, but you put it into words so beautifully. So can you tell us a little more about that, that how you came to that and what and define that? Because I don't know if our 
if our followers have seen that, but it it's a masterstroke. And we know for sure that will resonate because when Jahari brought that information forward to me, I was like, <gasps> that was the first thing I showed her. We and were, I was like, she's going to see that I'm a we're servant. In a- <laughs> That's the first thing she's she going to see it. She's going to tear me a new butthole. <laughs> that is exactly what she said. I showed it to her and she goes, I'm a servant. And I'm a queen, damn it. I'm a queen. Yes. I'm going through identity crisis right now, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. She's been hanging out with me. So so she's starting to open her eyes. Yes. Yes. Help. That was the first thing I showed her, Princella. She was sitting Mm -hmm. next to me and she was having an issue and I showed her the, the, I said, watch this. Yes. Anyway, I'm like 50 shades of red right now. (laughs) 41 shades. Please continue. So what was, what was the question? The question was, could you repeat for our followers your definition of the queen and Entered servant, slave, and concubine. Okay. All right. So, like I said, everything in life is based on principle, right? right. And and there is there are roles that you play in life, but the role that you think is so wide, diverse, is simply not. Okay. So you have three or four positions that you can be in in life. You can be a pimp, hoe, or a slave. You can be a pimp, hoe, or a trick. Okay, you could be a queen, slave, or concubine. And I throw indentured servant in there because all great leaders were followers at one point. You have to be able to follow in order to lead. Okay. And so a pimp is the same as a queen. If you are a CEO, you are the creator of something. You are the governant, the governor over whatever it is. You are in the position of a pimp or a leader. It's the same principles, no matter how you slice it and dice it. No matter if you go look into the characteristics of a leader, you'll find the same ones. Uh, same thing in a so-called pimp. Same thing in a queen. So there is a fundamental principle of leadership characteristics that go for anybody in that position. If you are an indentured servant, it is because you want your freedom. You are working for your freedom. You're not working to continue to be um, controlled or governed by a slave owner or pimp. That's not the position that you're in or a queen. These people know that they are in a follower position for a short period of time with the intent to move into governing and controlling their own lives. Okay. A concubine, or no, let's go to the slave. A slave is a person who does not want to be responsible for their life. They want to give that responsibility over to the pimp, to the leader, to the queen. They want to be ruled by the leaders, right? So they don't want to be leaders like the indentured servant. They want to be slaves, right? And so these would be women who are adamant about a man governing and controlling their lives. They're the ones who want to submit to men. I don't stop you from wanting 
somebody to control and govern your life. You want the man to be the provider and protector so you don't have to be responsible for it. And that's what hoes are to pimps. Women who do not want to be responsible for their own lives, so they give up all of that responsibility to the pimp, the leader, the queen, right? The, um, the concubine, this is a woman who, even if she's not a wife, she's willing to be sexually available all the time for a man, right? She's nothing but his hump toy. And he's someone that she's someone that men do not take serious. They use her body and they discard them. Right. And she's willing to play that role. But a, a queen, she's not under the control of anybody. The queen is the most powerful piece on the chessboard because she's free to move in any direction. Mm -hmm. And with freedom comes responsibility and with freedom comes power. So you can't have power. If somebody, if you're under somebody else's control, right? Sure. You only have power when you are free. And a slave don't want to be free, but an indentured servant understands that they got to be a foot soldier before they can get their commission to be a leader, right? So that that's how that that's how that goes. So no matter no matter what organization you look at, it doesn't matter if you're working for Pepsi, uh, Coca Cola, Doritos. It doesn't matter if you work for a law firm. It all works the same way. Your foot soldiers are the ones who are building that company, but they go by the philosophy and the rules of the leader who put it in place. Y'all follow these orders, right? That's that's what it is, right? Okay. So um, for women who want their freedom and who want to be the controllers and the dictators of their own lives, they are my audience. I don't talk to women who are adamant about giving their life to a man. You are that. not. <laughs> you are that. not my target audience. Say it again <laughs> for the people in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Princella, my next question is, and this is something that you have tackled before, but again, for our followers, because there's so many people who are and especially men who keep calling themselves alpha males and blah, 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 blah. Can you tell us the difference between a male and an alpha male for our followers? Well, there really is no difference between a male and an alpha male because they're both animals, right? And they're animals who are trying to fight to and conquer each other to prove to each other that they're more dominant. That, that, that's what that is, right? So um, I don't teach my ladies to even consider dating a male, right? See, a male and a man is something totally different, right? Okay. Because you're born male. Mm -hmm. You go through this life as male. It, there's nothing required for you to be a male, you're born that way, right? And as a male, you respond to the environment unconsciously. And however testosterone, right, makes you respond in certain situations or react in certain situations, mm -hmm. all of your reactions are void of mental processing. They're, vo they're void of consciousness, right? right? To be a man is a much harder task 
Because see, now you have to rise above all of your lower nature uh, uh, controls. You have to rise above the ego. A, a man is not trying to prove to anybody that he's somehow better than what society says he is. See, he's risen above ego. The, that's the hardest thing for a male to do. And not only is it hard for them to rise above ego, it's hard for them to rise above their sexual desires. Mm -hmm. Right? Their sexual desires control everything about them. And so in order to be a man, you have to move from the lower self to function and purely from the higher self. And they can't do that. On top of that, you have to integrate the, the feminine side of your personality to become one within yourself. The male hates that feminine side of himself. That's very true. So, there are very so, few men that embrace their feminine side. Right. And the ones that do are much deeper people and tend to be able to have much more um, uh, intimate conversations with not just their peers, but also with women and the women in their lives. And I've mm -hmm. only experienced that a few times, um, but they are out there. <laughs> they are out there. You have something? Well, yeah. So now it's all starting to come into a full circle in my mind that your mission, and I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is about teaching women's response to that male hormonal programming that they are inherently born with. So instead of us like forming to what they want and what they need, that we already know what we want and what we need and we understand them, but we're not going to attract that male anymore. We're attracting the man, the man that's going to better suit us so that we have our king next to our queen. Or am I going far? Oh, no. Okay. You're, you're halfway right. Okay. You're halfway okay. right. Okay. All right. This, this is not this is not about attracting nobody. Okay. Okay. Women, I am not teaching women to do anything with the intent of them trying to attract a male because okay. that, that would be centering males. Hey, I'm only doing this because I'm trying to attract. Why are you, tr what are you trying to attract? What are you looking for? Because the, if you're looking for a person Nine times out of 10, it's because you are either suppressing a part of yourself that you are looking for another person to reflect back to you, or you just, you have a void that you need to feel that you do not want to feel on your own. Because let me tell you something about a whole woman, a whole woman who loves herself and is connected to her authentic truth. She will repel most men. You're not, you're not going to find yourself attracting men. Let me tell you why. Because men are predators by nature. And when a man is approaching you, nine times out of ten is because he sniffs a weakness in you mm. that he feels that he can exploit. Mm -hmm. A whole independent woman is not attracting a bunch of male attention. They might tell you, oh, you're beautiful, but they are walking. not pursuing you. They're <laughs> not pursuing so you. Mm -hmm. That's right? so true. So, so if women are looking for their validation from men and thinking that, okay, I'm doing this because I'm trying to attract men, you're doing it for the wrong reason, and you're going to find out that what you're looking for is really inside of you. It's not outside of you. So, Princella, I have a two-part question. Um, mm -hmm. 
do you believe that men have or males um, have any kind of emotional intelligence? No, nope. no. <laughs> okay. That was easy. The second thing is, is that, and this is something that I combat with people when I show them your, you know, your footage and stuff like that. They want to say that you're a man hater. And I'm like, I don't think that she's perpetuating any kind of hate. I, and how do you respond to that? Because I feel like you just are empowering women and men just don't like your, what you're saying well, here, because it reveals the them. It, it, it reveals them as, as what their true nature is and something that they kind of, not kind of, that they, you know, they hide. And they show the representative. They, yeah, that's one of our podcasts, <laughs> right. the representative. Men, men have to lie to women. Yeah. They have to lie to you. True. Okay. That's, that, that's just the bottom line. Right. Because the truth does not support male existence. Right. It doesn't. All right. So if, if, you're, if you're intimate with a guy and he finishes in four minutes and he asks you, did you enjoy yourself? Did you get uh, pleasure? Even though you didn't, what would you tell him? You'll well, look him in his face and lie to him and say, yep, it was so good. When you know you're lying, why are you lying to him about you right. and your pleasure? Because you know his ego is fragile and you know the truth is something that they cannot handle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So in order to live in a patriarchal society, where men are ahead of women, you have to create a mass delusion and force everybody to live up to that delusion in order for men to not get out of pocket because their egos are fragile. Men know true. this about themselves. Mm -hmm. So when you get down to the biology, because I analyze human behavior in, in a specific order, I start with the biology first. See, Primal instinct. See, I bring linguistics and everything into my analysis. Mm -hmm. Primal instincts. Primal. Mm -hmm. the, the root word for primal is prime, mm -hmm. which means first, mm -hmm. foundational. Your primal instincts. What is responsible for your primal instincts? Your biology. Primal is a part of biology. So when you analyze human behavior, you must start with what you know is first. And that's the biology. So that's the foundation. Then the second step to analyzing human behavior is the psychological program, which is the philosophy next. Okay. Because that has an impact on human behavior too. Then the third step would be sociology, right? This is important so that y'all understand why men think it's man hate. Mm -hmm. I know my answers are long, but there's a reason behind all this stuff. Mm -hmm. The natural order biologically is for women to be in front of men because at the biological level, you have what is called sexual conflict. Right. At the primal base of human behavior, is a conflict that is wired in to males and females. And it's called sexual conflict. And sexual conflict creates an inverse relationship between men and women. Men want to procreate in bulk, high numbers. Women seek quality over quantity and they're not producing that many children. So their sex drive and their sexual desire 
is lower and it's more creative and less reproductive. The male's ultimate desire and his only biological desire is to pass his genes along as much as possible, which creates an internal conflict between men and women that cannot be solved because it's biologically wired. Mm-hmm. So in since your since there is an inverse relationship between men and women, in order to bring men and women together this way, you got to do something. You have to cut the woman down mm-hmm. dramatically. The average person here is not 100 years old. They're young. So they have been conditioned and normalized into this idea of men and women being together. It's all they know. And since this is all they know and they see women trying to break free from this unnatural setup, because this is unnatural to force men and women to be together when their biology is sending them this way. You have to create laws and force people psychologically to maintain this setup. So you have to condition women to tolerate male abuse. You have to condition them to tolerate infidelity and everything. Men have been used to women tolerating this stuff while they continue to do what they do and have a place to come back to. Teaching women to have self-respect and to love themselves begins to unravel this. Men need women. Men need women biologically because women are a resource to men. Mm -hmm. So what men see in terms of women, women's empowerment, this is what they hear. You must hate men because you are taking my resource mm-hmm. that is going to sustain my life away. Right. You're going to kill me mm-hmm. by making me suffer alone, by, me, by you making me lose access to sex. You must hate me if you're willing to cut the cord to my greatest resource. They do not hear women's empowerment because they live in a world where they have been allowed to suck you dry for nothing. Amen. (laughs) Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Which is full of fear and not of joy. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you have a question that related to that? Wait, no, I'm just so enthralled right now. I know what question you wanted to ask. So um, do you believe that women in specific cultures use religion for the push, pull, beg, plead method? And uh, to put men in submission. Which I feel like she's been alluding to. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I feel yes. that like that women in a lot of aspects, because there are a couple of relationships and like some celebrity relationships that they use religion to basically docile a man into a position uh, with the push, pull, beg, plead and like kind of method. The game. Well, here's the thing. This yeah. this whole system is unnatural for both the male and the female. It's unnatural for both of them. And so both the male and the female are trying to maintain this unnatural illusion. 
So they're both trying to do things to manipulate the other one to sit mm-hmm. still. Okay. It's not just a woman and it's not just a male. Okay. Anybody who is trying to uphold this patriarchal idea of the nuclear family or relationships between men and women are actively going against nature and they are doing things to maintain this unnatural setup, which is riddled with problems that you cannot solve this way. So women, the nature of a woman is community, mm-hmm. sharing, yeah. romance, because mm-hmm. sexuality, sexual energy is a creative energy that belongs to the feminine. Mm-hmm. This is why women des- women desire romance, mm-hmm. because they're desiring this feminine aspect. What women do not realize is everything that you're begging men to do is the character traits of a woman. Everything that you want men to be is a woman. And so it's harder for men to be women, which is the reason why women find themselves trying to manipulate and quote unquote speak life into these males because women are trying to force men to be women, right? Mm -hmm. Because of the unnatural setup, women have been taught to cut off their female companions. They've been brainwashed with heterosexuality. So now, and they are sleeping with these guys. So now that, oh, I like this idea that I was sold by the, the by Disney and all of that. And I like sleeping with you. So let me try to turn a beast into a human. This so the truth about the truth is you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. That's not real. The other that goes the other way around. Right. You can't turn a beast into a husband. And right. that's what that's what women have been trying to do. So women want these unrealistic things out of men. They say that they want love, but they will reject it because they don't get to control where it comes from. So instead, women go on a manipulative game to try to coerce men to do or give up these emotions that they not even capable of giving her, right? That's where the manipulation is on her part. Mm-hmm. On his part, he needs to keep her dumb and he needs to keep her believing that he's capable of love so he can continue to suck her natural resources dry out of her. So this is how this is how heterosexual relationships are set up and that's why they don't work because they're unnatural and you have to do things that are unnatural to even keep them connected, which kills both people. Does that make sense? That makes complete sense. I hear what you're saying. Um, Princella, we have completely enjoyed your, your intellect and your, you know, all of your insight. I'm, I'm completely fangirling right now because (laughs) I think that you're amazing. And I think the things that um, a lot of women don't really understand about relationships become a a lot more um, uh, visible with Mm -hmm. the thought process that you're doing. Um, And I think that, like we said earlier, that your message is not just for black women. It is for all women to Mm -hmm. understand our... um, are, you know, how things work. 
Do you have some insight on that? Well, and furthermore, um, we want to continue this conversation because I feel like this is just the tip of a massive iceberg, but not in a titanic way. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, but we would love to know how can our Free Fear Full of Joy community reach you. Um, we know that you have a website. We also know mm-hmm. that this book is out and available on her website as well as the uh, digital version, PDF. And uh, yes. is it on Audible? It's not on Audible yet. No, no, you not. should you should get up on Audible because yeah. I would love to just hear your voice the entire time. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm waiting on them to approve it, so I've already what? submitted they're, they're it. They're always I'm just so slow. To <laughs> <laughs> they're slow. But uh, we'd love to uh, know how more people can reach you. Yes. Okay. Well, you can find me on my YouTube channel at the High Power Podcast, or if you just type in the Queen Maker in YouTube, I'll pop right up. Uh, you can uh, follow me on Instagram, the Queen Maker Official, and I'm also on TikTok the same way. And PrinciellaTheQueenMaker.com is my website. Yes. Thank you so much, Princella. All of you out there, go out and get the game, 41 Shades of Men. She breaks down all the different types of toxic male um, attitudes. It's the pursuit to subdue and use you. So everybody go out there and get that book. We have it in both versions, PDF and in hard and paperback. Um, Priscilla, again, thank you so much. We've appreciated you so very much. And at the end of each show, we say free affair full of joy three times. So darlings, let's do this. Ready? Here we go. Free of fear, fear, full of of joy. Free of fear, fear, full of joy. Free of fear, full of joy. Thank you, Princella. <laughs> thank you so bye. much. Have thank a you. wonderful day. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> that was awesome. Hello, darlings. I'm Jahari. Hi, I'm Sarah. And this is Free of Fear, Full of Joy. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Spotify, Pandora, or Audible. And for our latest content, follow us on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram at Free of Fear, Full of Joy. Also, you can follow us at freeoffearfullofjoy.com. All right.